<laughs> wow, Bill, how are you doing? I'm doing better than you, Will. That's for sure. There's a lot of ha- having a little deja vu going on. Huh? Having a little deja vu. Oh yes. Ooh, this is like. Ooh. But, hey, you know we're at WDIS 1170 out of Norfolk, Massachusetts. And it's we got a lot of news coming up today, don't we, Bill? Oh yeah, uh, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, the most prominent thing, probably the uh, ongoing LeBron saga. No, not LeBron. Uh, everything that appears to be going on in Egypt. Oh, oh yeah, that whole entire Egypt thing. <laughs> don't they know, like you know, that like the Celtics are playing like the Miami Heat today? Like they chose a really bad news cycle to do that, in, <laughs> I believe. You know. Well, I'm, sh- I'm sure the people of Egypt don't feel that way. They sort of looked at their calendar and said, okay, let's figure out when we can figure out this whole entire government overdrawn thing. We can't do it this week because the Super Bowl is going on. We can't do it next week because Boston Celtics are playing Miami Heat. We don't want to get in that news cycle. Let's do it two weeks from, from second Sunday in March. Yeah, I don't know. They had some bad timing. <laughs> But yeah, this whole entire Egypt thing, like right now it looks like Reuters and AP are reporting that the Egyptian military has disbanded parliament and also suspended the constitution. Like, imagine, like that's just... Well, that's what the people of Egypt wanted. That's what the protesters uh, in the square were calling for. So uh, with Mubarak finally out of power and uh, the military seemingly having control, uh, it seems like the people are finally getting their way. But, like, the thing about it, though, is, like, right now, it's, how are they going to, re- they have to rebuild a Hontai government from scratch right now. Because right now, you know, you have the, the Egyptian military, they control the Hontai country right now. Hazi Bubaru, who's their president, as you probably know, he, re- he resigned his office on Friday. Basically, I want to say he was forced out, but, hey, he, he made his own decision, people say, you know. I, I believe that if you have a Hontai, you know, courtyard full of people you know, yelling and calling for you, you know, calling for you to be tried for, for crimes against humanity. I think that's saying, you know, maybe it's time for me to leave now. You yeah. Know? But, you, but anyways, let, let's go back to the story. That you, after he resigned on Friday, he handed over all his power to the Egyptian military. The Egyptian military being a good military, they're not like, you know, like, this, like the North Korean army or like the Chinese army. They said, hey, we don't want it. Let's disband parliament. Let's suspend the constitution. Let's start back from scratch. And kind of, you know, like, you just have to let go from there. Like, hmm, now we have to create a constitution, create a parliament and all that. It's, and like, all of this all started because of just Facebook, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, right now, like. Not know, just for drunk pictures anymore. <laughs> not for drunk pictures and not for picking up for picking up girls that you meet at the club n- the other night. It's not for that no more. It's for overdrawn governments now. You know, like, what mu- what must be going through Mark Zuckerberg's head right now? Like, you know, wow. All of this because I got in a fight because of a girl, y- you know? <laughs> <laughs> because that girl didn't choose him that one night, you know? The whole time, be- how's it Bobby's not president of Egypt? All because of, all because of, like, what must he must be thinking about right now, you know? I don't know, but he also invented poking. He invented, he didn't invent poking. He, <laughs> he discovered it on the internet. Poking's been around for a while. Facebook, it, it's, it's, it's like all of this because like, you know, and like, I was actually following the whole entire story on Friday and I was listening to, um, I forget his name, but the um, Google executive who basically is at the forefront of all of this. And basically they, they asked him, you know, how did all of this come about? And he said, well, Google, well, Facebook. He just flat out said, and he's like, one day I hope I, I could meet Mark Zuckerberg, because, and like, basically, he's, he's promoting Mark Zuckerberg, like, he's like the second coming, because, like, you know, like, he saved Egypt, basically, you know? Yeah, that's definitely one way to look at it. 
But yeah, that we have that going on. We also have this whole entire representative situation in Craigslist. Like, yeah, that's always a funny story. But like, when you have so many representatives who get caught cheating on their wives and they drag it out, at least you have to give this guy some props for just resigning, laying low, and he really did seem to control the news cycle in terms of it isn't as big of a story as what it could have been. Yeah, Representative Chris. If if you may not know the whole entire story, but Res, Representative Chris Lee from New York, he he's a New York representative. No one really, you know, like he's like one of those people you hear of hand as a, as a U.S. representative. He's not like the he's not like the Nancy Pelosi. Let, yeah, let's say no, that. no big national profile. No, no good national profile. You know, which is which he was kind of probably thinking when he went on the Craigslist, you know, last month and said, "Hey, let me pick up a girl and let's start dating." But the only thing is, like, you know, if you're gonna do that. Don't use your real email address and don't use your real name because there's this whole entire thing called the Craigslist killer and ladies, you know, they just want to like Google your name or they could just Google your email and go on to your official U.S. representative <laughs> Facebook profile. <laughs> so all because of Mark Zuckerberg, he turned over government and he forced a United States representative to resign all in one news cycle. This is like, you know, this is like Mark Zuckerberg's week right here, you know? Yeah. And, like, yeah. really, like, you know, like, you would think, like, the, the story just ends right there. But now his, um, you, you know, let, let's look into the story a little bit. And as we go further into the story, his wife is, you know, trying to get back together with him after he's separated from her saying, hey, I did this. We would just, go ahead, Bill. Some people take the marriage route seriously, and uh, it appears as though they want to try and work at this and see if they can find a way to make it work. More power to her. I'm just saying that the, I just know certain females, you know, and certain ladies. If if that if this was their story, like he, they would have thrown all his clothes into like a, into a box outside. They would have like lit them on fire and then like you know smashed the tires on it, slashed the tires on his car, you know. But like she's sitting there like you know, when she found out about this, she's like, oh, let me go down to D.C. and try to save this. More power to them. That's just like great right there. Yeah, definitely. But one story that me and you, like, basically, that Booty News helped create the gay Guatemalan story out of Providence, Rhode Island. Do you, like, do you, do you want to talk a little bit about the story or you want me to take uh, it? Take the lead on this one, Will. Your story since you came up with the idea. I didn't come up with the idea, okay? Like, I, I like how you're just passing off blame. You're like, I don't want nothing to do with this. <laughs> but um, as the Providence Journal was reporting, a remark by House M Minority Leader Robert Watson, who's from East Greenwich and a Republican has stirred outrage in the Rhode Island Guatemalan Guatemalan community. At the Greater Providence Chamber of Commerce annual lunch this past Wednesday, Watson made a joke about the legislative priorities saying, I guess if you're a Guatemalan gay man who likes to gamble and smokes marijuana, you probably think you probably think we're onto something some good ideas on here. And this caused like a lot of stir, you know, um, David Cuera the president of the Guatemalan American Alliance of Rhode Island said he expects that out-of-state out Guatemalan organizations will send representatives to a news conference about the remarks. And he's also saying that this is like, you know, like a, a big upstart, you know? Cuero goes on to say, at, quote, at the end of the day, I don't think his intentions were to directly insult us, but he did. He knows he needs to know people in a position of power. They have to be careful. In this case, he, he did use Guatemalans as the main act in a circus, if you will. That's what I, that's what I take the issue to be. 
and like you know, if you're a follower of voting news and political beat, you may remember a couple of weeks ago we kind of may be able to to be blamed for this in some weird way because you know we had a little contest that didn't go off well. We basically was talking about the priorities of our government. We we were actually like talking exactly. It was like Robert Watson was listening to our show and like basically said, "I like that line." I'm going to say we were basically talking about the priorities that we have right now because so many people are worried about gay marriage. They're worried about, you know, this right. They're worried about illegal immigration. They're worried about marijuana. They're worried about gambling. They're worried about everything. But what about, like, the, the fiscal priorities of our government, you know? Look at Rhode Island. Look at Massachusetts. Look at our federal government. Look at the debt we're building. Like, come on, Bill. If me and you managed our checkbook the way that the federal government would happen, how long do you think we would stay in? And, and how long do you think we, we would be, like, you know, above par you know how long do you think we'll have a high credit rating not too long not too long at all no it's basically like you know like it's basically like our whole entire federal our government in general is like you know they're like little kids they're like ooh, i got a checkbook let me go buy some gumballs you know let me go down to toys r us you know it's like really like it's just crazy but like you know like representative i'm gonna i'm actually gonna defend representative watson he was actually right. He may have been not right about, you know, the whole entire Guatemalan comment, but he was right. The whole entire priority of our of our government and of our legislators is basically, you know, let me spend because this isn't my money. It's my money, though. It's maybe, it's your money, too, you know? Yeah, definitely. They, the way I see it is uh, these elected officials, they want to get reelected, so they promise the world. They deliver what they can, and unfortunately it just comes out of our tax dollars. But hey, you know what? I, I'm just ha I'm just really glad that Robert Watson listens to us and reads Moody News. I'm just that's all I'm happy about. You know, if we can get you you know if we can get him to you know maybe you know subscribe to us. You know, hey, if he if he can do an ad for Moody News, that would be nice. But I'm really happy. You know, he basically I guess we're officially speechwriters for his staff now. You know. Just remember, well, you heard the term "gay Guatemalan" first. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I I don't want I don't want Rody News to be known for that. But it's really nice that you know basically that like you know like one comment that we can be making off in passing can make national news, you know, and and basically cause a whole entire ethnic community to hate a state representative. It's really great about that. <laughs> but about some more news, you know, like th th there's been a lot of news going on and. Basically, we're going to talk more about it when we come back, but you'll listen to Political Beat on WDIS AM 1170 out of Norfolk, Massachusetts. I'm a champion, realize Shaq's mechanism. Yah, 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 if you're gonna go out and have a good time, it's fine. But designate a driver to drive home. Let's stop the madness. Don't drink and drive. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. This is Will Pierce from Political Beat. If you're having computer issues at home, call the good folks over at EFC Media and IT Services. They can help you out with everything from what kind of computer you should be looking into buying to setting up a network at your home. It's nice when everything works well, and Mike and his team over at EFC Media can help you out with that. Call them anytime at EFC Media Services at 401-230-8827, or visit them online at efcmediait.com. Let me drive. 
How do you know when it's time to give up the keys? When your dog grabs your keys from your lap and your lap is on the floor. Yep, it's Jeff Foxworthy Parade saying, when you party, be sure to designate before you celebrate. It won't make it home alive. Let me drive. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Please don't drink and drive. It's not fun. I'm a wild deer. I'm out here eating leaves and whatnot when I come across this road, and I'm like, what is this thing? That's when you come around the bend and I freeze in your headlights, because that's what we deer do. If you've got cut rate insurance, you could be on the hook for thousands. So get all state. You could save a few bucks and be better protected from mayhem like me. <laughs> dollar for dollar, nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. on Political Beat on WDISAM 1170 out of Norfolk, Massachusetts. And Bill, CPAC, it's here. Haven't you been waiting for this all year? Not me in particular, but uh, we did. CPAC, come on, the conservative (laughs) political ads and conference. This is like, I know people who like circle February 10th and like they wait for it. The, The line goes around the corner. They're like, you know, the new Xbox is out. No. Christmas is here. No. I'm waiting for CPAC 2012, baby. You mean 2011? Hmm? They're already waiting for next year, Bill. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I bet tickets are sold out to CPAC already, but what do you, like, CPAC? Yes. What about it? Like, this is basically like the conservative... This, if, you're a, if you're a conservative, like, forget the Tea Party. Forget Sarah Palin's TV show. Forget the whole entire eight y- years that George Bush was, was in power. This is, like, what they were waiting for. Because, come on, think about it. If you're, let's put on your conservative hat, okay? Yep. My okay. conservative hat is on. Okay, conservative hat is on. It's not really flashy. It's just, like, very plain because you're conservative, okay? Of course. Con- like, okay, you have a president who's been in two years. Hasn't really, you know, he's he's a liberal, crazy liberal Democrat pro- progressive who wants to raise your taxes, allow abortions, allow gays to marry, and overthrow the government. Okay. He's a bad man. He's a bad man. Okay. You have two years left into his office. You know, people were like all for him, but like you know, like now they're like, eh, he may be not be really be that man. So yeah, so you know, you go to CPAC, and you listen to all the speeches, and then at the end of the conference, you know, you vote to see, you know. Who you think is going to be the next president? Who do, who do you think will win? Come on, let's just go over some names. You got Ron Paul. You got Mitch uh, Mitch Romney. I almost said Mitch Huckabee. <laughs> you got Mike Huckabee. Who else do you have? It. Come on. You got Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin. You got Chris Christie, governor of New Jersey. Who do you think won the poll? Come on. Well, I already know who won, so I can't. Okay, really no, no, you can't say you can't. No, no, no. You're, you're conservative. You're not Bill Cabral. You're conservative. But come on, who do you think? I would if guess you're conservative, who would you vote for? Probably Mitt Romney, just because I think he has the best shot of winning. Okay, you know, I put my conservative hat on. I'm gonna vote for Chris Christie because you know he turned one of the most liberal states into like you know like a kind of not so liberal state. You know, which is good. You know, he added diversity in New Jersey. Okay. But do you want to break the news, or do you want me to break the news? Why don't you break it, Will? Ron Paul. Shocker. <gasps> you know, everyone's head just, like, kind of stops. Like, 
Yes, Ron Paul won of all things. You're like, how, how, you know, I'm surprised he even had gas money to get there, you know, in his campaign account, you know? I don't know. I really don't see this as a surprise given who was voting. It, you have a core Republican base there. Uh, and really, that's who he plays best to, uh, those libertarian thinkers, uh, people who are anti-big government, anti-spending. Uh, it's definitely a convention that's filled with his kind of people. But the thing about it, though, is, like, you know, does he stand a chance of winning? Like, he has no he has no backing, you know, no financial support. He's a congressman from Texas. I was surprised when he even got reelected, you know, after he yeah. ran in 2008. He's got some cult support. He's got some cult followers. Uh, I don't... Because the thing is, I think his ideas may be just a tad too out of the mainstream in order for him to actually mount a serious campaign. Uh, but he's definitely got some loyal followers. Uh, it, it'll be interesting if he decides to run, uh, whether or not he decides to run as a Republican or a Libertarian also. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, Ron Paul definitely has more Libertarian leanings. Uh, and, like, you could definitely see him making a run as a Libertarian if that was the way he decided to go. But the thing is, you cannot run as a Libertarian. Not if you want a serious chance of winning. But uh, come on, like, okay, you're Ron Paul's campaign manager, okay? You're, like, taking a summer sabbatical from your master's program and you get paid four bucks an hour, okay? You're Ron Paul's campaign manager. <laughs> how are you How are you going to get this guy in the White House? You have two years. He just run the CPAC poll. How do you get this guy? There's, like, no way. There's no... You tap... I th it would, it's a long shot. I'll give you that. If you put David Axelrod and then you also put, like, Carl Rove on his campaign team, you, like, basically, like, there's no way this guy can win. There's, there's, if there's, look at the numbers, okay? He has no, he, his financial backing is slim to none. He, you, you know, like, he's. In 08, he did manage to, mo he managed to raise quite a bit of money in 2008, though. Uh, he's big amongst the internet crowd. Uh. The question is whether or not he can turn that into real votes. Uh, he definitely has a raised national profile since last time, and he would definitely provide a clear foil for Obama. Again, I just think that some of his positions would be a little too far to the right to be considered actually electable uh, by moderate independent voters. And that's the main voting block in the United States. You know, mo most people aren't, like, you know, crazy liberal, crazy conservative. They're right in the middle. And, like, if you want to, you know, run a, a solid campaign, if you want to run, run a campaign to actually get elected, you have to appeal to the middle. And Ron Paul simply does not appeal to the middle, you know? I agree. Now, do I envision a scenario where he could pull an upset in Iowa? It could happen. Oh, well, anyone can win in Iowa. Come on, like, you know, like the I'm in New Hampshire primary, you know, like... Hey, you and anyone who wins those two has a legitimate shot at becoming the nominee. And that's the scary thing about our United States government. <laughs> because, like, you know, like, it's... Because that basically what happens, you know, like the Iowa in New Hampshire primary, these people, you know, they're political junkies, so, you know, they, they basically, there's like, let's back it up and let's just do, like, a general calendar of it, Okay. 
So like basically, you know, like you have like twenty can twenty Democrats, twenty Republicans in in Iowa and New Hampshire primary, okay? The New Hampshire and Iowa junkies, you know, they choose like the best four or whatever. And then like, you know, if you're like in Montana, you know, you're not paying attention to this race, you know, like you're not paying attention to the other like fifteen that like, you know, got dropped out earlier, you know? Yeah. And like there's a lot of like look let's look at the there's a lot of great candidates, you know, that were like in, in like the you know, in the bottom fifteen, so you will, you know. They weren't like the they weren't like the, you know, the presidential campaign all stars, you know, but they were a lot of good candidates. But that's a bad thing about this campaign. They get knocked out early because hey, New Hampshire and Iowa has to be first, you know? Yeah. Forget, if, forget everyone else, it's those states two states have to be first. And they basically decide who our leader is, you know? They do play an oversized role in the nomination process. Uh but you can argue also that it gives upstart candidates more of a shot. Because uh, think about what would happen if you had one national primary. It would be all about raising the money, and the candidate with the most money would win. And That's the way it is now. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like this way, at least you give lesser candidates a shot to be heard. Uh, which isn't necessarily the case, and like I think, like somebody like Barack Obama in two thousand seven uh, isn't going to win a national primary over established Hillary Clinton. So, but I think give him a year of campaigning in just two states, uh, he wins Iowa, comes in second in New Hampshire, and has at least a base to jump off of to fight the rest of the primary season. So we're going to take a little break from this whole entire political conversation. We're going to change things up. Like, we, in a little bit, we're going to be having our great sports co- correspondent, Randy Lutz, calling in to, live from the from TD Garden where the Celtics are taking on, um, you know, the Miami Heat. And what do you have, what do you think about this whole entire game? I, I was trying to think about, what do you think about, <laughs> I was trying to think of a word. I was like competition, argument. Like, no, it's a game, okay? Yes, it's only a game. Uh, I think right now the Celtics are a little hindered by injuries. Uh, a little? A little bit, yeah. I think they get ready, like, you know, like basically, like we were joking about it. I think they get ready to call Lucky the Leprechaun out there. You know, like, who who do we have left who's playing at this point, you know? You oh. got Deontay West out. You got both O'Neal's out. You got Marquis out. You got Nate Robinson out. Our bench is definitely depleted. Uh, we still have all of our starters. Uh, we have a shot. We we do have all our starters, but come on, you just have Perkins coming back from his injury. You know, who like who are you gonna put in? Like, you don't want to put like Perkins out there the whole entire game because no. then he gets in. Who are you gonna put in to replace Perkins? Yeah, it's tough. You're probably gonna have to go small. You're gonna probably see Glenn Davis in there for some minutes, and uh, probably play KG at center for a while. But the so we actually are going to go live right now to Randy Lutz, who's actually live at the Garden. Randy, can you hear me? I can. So give us a little update from the game. All right. Well, the uh, Celtics kind of started out a little bit slow here. They're uh, settling for a lot of outside jumpers and not making a lot of them. And uh, they're down 20 to 15 at the end of the first quarter right now. Ooh. We were just actually talking about, you know, like the bench. It's all depleted right now. It basically looks like, you know, lucky the leprechaun, and you're also going to get, like, the guys sitting, you know, courtside in, in the game. You know, what do you feel about all of that? I'm sorry. I, I didn't hear the start of that. Oh, I was basically talking about the bench being depleted. What, what, did, what, did Doc Rivers talk about that at all pregame? 
Uh, Brock talked about uh, the fact that they really need to work to keep the starters out of the out of foul trouble. Um, he said, you know, the All-Star break coming up works well for them, and they've got a couple days off before the next game, so they uh, they should be able to get the starters in there for extra minutes as long as they can stay out of trouble against guys like LeBron and Dwayne who like to drive a lot. Okay, thank you very much for calling in, Randy. All right, no problem. I will, uh, you know, keep an eye on the website there for updates after the game. All right. All right, thanks, Will. But this whole entire, like, you know, this game, it's, it's, like, many people are saying this is, like, the deciding game right now because, like, you know, like, the Celtics were, like, good at the beginning and now they kind of went downhill and then they, before going into the all-star break next week. But what do you feel about that, Bill? I feel like it's still the regular season and after last year we've learned to take anything that happens in the regular season with a grain of salt. Like, would it be great to win the first three against the Heat? Yeah. But, um, honestly, the most important thing, the implication it has is the standings, but I don't think it necessarily proves which team wins in a seven-game series come the springtime. Explain that a little bit, Bill. You lost me a little bit. Well, I just think that last year, you could definitely say the Celtics coasted through much of the regular season, and you have... Granted, it's probably a pretty important regular season game today, but in the end, all it ends up being is just one game out of 82. True, true. And what do you feel about, you know, the, the Red Sox could try to begin? You know, like, I just we just got over to, like, the like the Patriots, you know? Like, what's going on with all of this, you know? Yeah, spring training might be starting, but definitely doesn't look like it outside yet. <laughs> uh, so it'll be nice to see... Uh, the video from Florida of the spring training games and all the practices going on. Uh, let you know that spring's around the corner and should hopefully be here sooner rather than later. I really don't know how spring's around the corner because, you know, I, I'm still plowing out my driveway. And, like, you know, when, when, when I look at that, I basically say, wow, why didn't I play baseball so I could be in Florida? Right <laughs> and it's just, you know, but with that, we're now going to go to the traffic and weather update. Park you by our big friends over at Media and it looks like it's a cloud of 84 degrees outside, but it feels like 24 degrees. And we have a high, we have high humidity about, about in the low 60s. And basically, as we look at the week ahead, there's no major storms. There's some rain out there, but it basically looks like that. For the traffic, it looks like we're clear, except for on the 90 West and Hughes Road. It was, it was crazy out there last, last week. I don't know what's going on on the 90. But that is a traffic weather update brought to you by our great friends at Meteor. And we're going to take a quick break on WBIS 1170 AM out of Norfolk. Nurse, set up an IV. And you, her boyfriend. You were the driver? Yes, doctor, but I didn't mean to hurt her. I only had a few drinks. I was just buzzed. Just buzzed? Oh, then your girlfriend is fine. Hey, sweetie. I feel great. She's really okay? What are you kidding? No. Not really. Nurse, get me a suture kit. Stat. Buzzed driving. Maybe we should stop acting like it's no big deal. Buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation and the Ad Council. My name is Dale Pazinski, and this is how I live United. I volunteer with United Way, helping the homeless in my community by teaching computer skills and helping them build a basic resume to save on their very own USB drive. It's huge when somebody says, hey man, that job that you helped me apply for, I got it. My name is Dale Pazinski. I help people achieve financial independence. 
So I don't just wear this shirt, I live it. Give, advocate, volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. The odds of becoming a signed artist and having three number one albums? One in 100 million. The odds of going on to win six Grammy Awards? One in 1.4 million. The odds of this performer having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 110. I'm Tony Braxton, and I encourage you to learn the signs of autism at AutismSpeaks.org. Autism Speaks. It's time to listen. Brought to you by Autism Speaks in the Ad Council. The odds of this Alaskan-born pitcher being selected to the Major League Baseball All-Star Game six times? One in 48 million. The odds of this fastballing philanthropist winning the World Series three times? One in three million. The odds of this man having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 110. Hi, I'm Kurt Schilling. Learn the signs of autism at AutismSpeaks.org. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Hi, this is Will Pierce from Political Beat, and you can catch us throughout the whole entire week on BootyNews.com, a great website to catch your news, weather, and sports in one great location. Follow Randy Lutz and his great sports article. You can also look online and see what's going on in the Boston area. Visit us online at BootyNews.com. WDIS 1170 AM. So, Bill, we were talking before the break about, you know, this whole entire, you know, this is like a great transition period in sports. You have the, you have basically, you know, Patriots, they're all done, you know, they're, they're packing up, they're going on their summer vacations or whatever. You have, like, the Celtics, you know, they're, they're basically right now just cruising along and, you know, getting ready, getting ready for the playoffs. You got the Red Sox coming back for spring training. What are you looking forward to right now? Uh, right now, I'd have to say I'm looking forward to actually seeing this Red Sox team uh, play a few games. Uh, a few free agent additions definitely makes this a more exciting team. Uh, should be fully healthy uh, coming out of spring training. So uh, I think the Red Sox are definitely the most interesting story uh, so far this year. I'm just going to let that slide altogether because... Me, Bill knows our differences with the Red Sox, you know. I am a Red Sox fan, but basically, you know, like, you basically have to put, like, three Red Bulls in me before you bring me to a Red Sox game, because it's just there, you know? I don't know. I, I think they have a good team this year and a legitimate shot at winning the World Series. Okay, okay, okay. I, I support you on that. I'm just saying, you know, like, hey, you, you know, don't be messing with, with the Celtics this year, you know? We're, we're, you know, like, sure, we're a little injured right now, we're gonna, but basically next week we're going to, you know, lick our rooms. We're gonna come back, and then basically we're gonna we're gonna win all, all, go all the way into basically just shoving the trophy down LeBron James' throat. Like the way I see the Celtics, the same way they see themselves, and that we're the best team in the world. No, it's the regular season. <laughs> Let's just get through this, and 
We'll start really playing when the games matter. No, but that, that's the attitude I don't like there right there, though, you know? Honestly, it feels like the attitude of the team. Why do you feel that's the attitude of the team? Like, come on, you got half the team, like, out in a hospital, you know? You got, like, it's basically, you know, like, the, the general attitude should be, like, you know, these games matter because, hey, look at it this way. If you don't make it past the playoffs, you might as well just pack up, go home, and call yourself the Toronto Raptors, you know? Well... I think just on their talent alone, they're going to be good enough to get a high seed in the playoffs. So I don't feel like we're going to see them play many games at 100% the rest of the way. But that's, you know, but that's just a general attitude in sports I don't like. Because, you know, me being me, you know, hey, I'm paying 100 bucks to see you. You know, like, you better play like, you know, like, you, you know, you better play for my 100 bucks, you know? Yeah, in a perfect world, that's how it is. If I'm gonna bring, if I don't have any kids, but if I was gonna bring my son to to like a Boston Celtics game, you know, I want I want to see like Kevin Garnett, you know, like going out there, you know, slamming, you know, like jumping through the air. I want to see Ronald running around like he's like a little Mexican jumping bean. I want to see Paul Pierce out there, you know, like you know, like exuberating leadership. I want to see Ray Allen out there, you know, like just shooting dreams. Basically, you know that record he just beat. I want him to double that record by next week. I want to see that. I want to see that. I don't want to be sitting out there, you know, like watching, you know, you know, watching Kobe, you know, like not Kobe. Uh, uh, what's his name? The other little one. I, I don't want like, Nate Robinson, you know. Uh -oh. I don't want to see. I don't want to see like Nate Robinson sitting out there, you know, like out on a court. I don't want to see Nate Robinson until the last quarter. Okay. I want to be basically like, wow, you know, we're done. Nate Robinson's out on a court. Wow, here comes Semi, you know? I don't want to be basically like, you know, like, they're basically like, wow, everyone's injured. Let's call the D-League team up here, play this game, and, you know, let's just guide it all the way into the playoffs. In a perfect world, that's how it is, but... And it's basically, it's just like, you know, like, hey, you want my money? Play for my money. That's just the thing, you know? I'm, I'm not paying for this nice seat, you know? I'm not paying for this nice seat just to sit here. I can watch it at home. I'm paying to be seeing, like, the sweat come down your face. They're an older team. I just think they're going to continue to glide the rest of the way until the playoffs start. But, hey, that's – and that's just something that mean I don't know. But changing topics a little bit, going back to the Egyptian story, yeah. we're getting a lot of stories in here from the AP and from Reuters that basically this whole entire situation this weekend is causing a lot of countries to riots. We have riots coming on in Yemen right now. Yep. Algeria is, the Christian Science Monitor is reporting that Algeria is having some riots. It's basically like, you know, like, it, it's getting bad. I If I was, like, in a, in a country, in another country, I'd be basically be sitting there like, wow. Y you know, like, what's going on in yeah. the world? And, and, like, really, like, this is what President Obama was talking about and, you know, the White House was talking about this past week with, with this whole entire situation because they were... You know, a lot of people were predicting this, you know. They're going to see this, you know, basically. They're yeah. going to see what happened with Egypt, that a whole entire protest can top it down a whole entire regime, a whole entire government. Then this country is going to do it. Then they're going to say, wow, those two countries said it. Why can't we do it? Then that country is going to do it. Then this country's going to do it. And then pretty soon, you know, you're going to have, like, basically just, like, a whole entire country full of just, like, you know, like, you know, leaders who left their country. You know, we're just going to have to create another country just of leaders who left, you know? Yeah, it can definitely uh, create a domino effect, and that's the way it's looking. Uh, in terms of U.S. foreign policy, uh, you feel like there's not much at this point we can do. We can just hope for the best and hope that things work out. Uh, 
Can we it, cancel our, chep, our check to be sent to Egypt yet? Or? <laughs> I don't know. I think we want to keep that chat going for now. Uh, <laughs> Personally, I believe we should just stop it right now because we don't know what's going to come next. Uh, well, so far, the military is promising to uh, maintain the treaty with Israel. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, as part of that treaty, the U.S. provides the Egyptian military with over a billion dollars in foreign aid. So uh, there's definitely incentive for Egypt to... Uh, continue that uh, treaty and what? that peace with Israel uh, even though within the people of Israel uh, within the people of Egypt excuse me uh, there's definitely a dislike and a distrust of Israel but the thing about it though is we don't know who the next leader is going to be in Egypt and basically right now we're, you know, we're sending all this foreign aid over here we don't know basically if Egypt may become Iran tomorrow because it could happen. Hmm? It could happen. And basically, you know, look, you know, like, e Egypt is going to, you know, let's just say the new leader of Egypt is, like, you know, basically not friendly to the United States. Right now, we're just sending aid over there, you know, not knowing what's going to come in Egypt. Like, right now, we just have to keep the status quo going and hope, keep our fingers crossed that the military is able to facilitate a orderly transition of power to a civilian government and hope that they mean what they say and having that as their goal. And what about what's going on in Yemen and, Alge and Algeria and other countries that basically, you know, they, they saw what I like to call the face the Facebook topple, you know, in Egypt. They saw this whole entire situation. Like, you know, like, are they basically hoping, you know, hey, let's topple our government, you know, tomorrow. Is this going to lead to, like, every country? Just going to have, like, like, a whole entire domino effect, not just in the Middle East, but around the world. Uh, yeah, it could definitely spread, uh, as it seems as though, uh, governments are going to have to be more responsive to their people, uh, either that or they're going to have to squash rebellions, so, uh, right now we're definitely entering a period of unrest in the Middle East, which, uh, poses some danger and unpredictability to our foreign policy and our the goals of our foreign policy. Absolutely. And we're going to take one more quick commercial break. We're going to come back, talk a little bit, wrap it up, and then you'll listen to Political Beat on WDIS 1170 AM. Looking for a great place to go out to dinner in Inquiry in Boston? Visit Porter's Bar and Grill. Place for your pre- and post-game events. Portland's Bar and Grill. Located right on Portland Street near the TD Garden. Gentlemen, for that classy suit, come to Stan Suit Emporium. Custom suits from $29. Designer labels and that signature personal service you expect, but not from Stan himself. Stan passed away last week at 47 from the same disease that got his father, so he won't be around for his family. And sadly, it could have been detected early with a simple test, but Stan didn't get it. Have you gotten the medical test you need? For a list of tests every man should have, go to AHRQ.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Let's say you're a dad, and you want to take your son and daughter on the perfect camping trip. So you pack up the car with all your gear. We're all loaded up! And you get the right direction. Arriving at destination. And you set up camp right next to a creek. I caught a fish! And it all goes perfectly. Best trip ever, Dad! And you're the perfect dad. But even if it doesn't go that way, and your gear ends up on the highway... And you get completely lost. Where are you going? And your campground is near a beehive. 
it can still be the perfect camping trip because kids don't always see things the way you see them. Best trip ever, Dad! You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of siblings in foster care who'll take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, go to adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt Us Kids, and the Ad Council. Look at all the cars. Lots of colored cars. Ah, there's a blue one. Isn't it pretty? Ooh, look how fast that red one's going. It's red like that stop sign. Like my jacket. This is a 38-year-old man. My jacket's not a car, is it? Is my jacket a car? My jacket is red, but it doesn't go fast. He may sound a little strange to you and me. But to his two-year-old son, who's interested in cars and colors, he makes perfect sense. That's the sound cars make. When you talk with your child, you build vocabulary. And learning starts long before school does. So follow their lead. Take simple, everyday moments, like eating dinner or just watching cars go by, and turn them into learning moments. Ooh, look, red car. Yes! And it's moving awfully fast. Blue car! Yes! The man in the red car is about to meet the man in the blue car. Get himself a pretty pink ticket. Turn everyday moments into learning moments. For more tips, go to bornlearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Will Pierce from Political Beat, and you can catch us throughout the whole entire week on BodyNews.com, a great website to catch your news, weather, and sports in one great location. Follow Randy Lutz and his great sports article. You can also look online and see what's going on in the Boston area. Visit us online at BodyNews.com. Looking to advertise on Political Beat or even on Booty News? You can contact us anytime during the week at area code 401-285-1173. Back on Political Beat on WDIS AM 1170. And that musical selection was brought to you by a great Bill Cabral, who suggested that weeks ago, and we finally got it into the midst. It was, how long have we been, like, trying to find that, Bill? Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, I, I, like, basically, I was, like, when I finally found it, I was, doing, I, I was doing a happy dance. I was going, yeah, I found it. This is what Bill wanted. Okay, fine, whatever. But you know what? We're going to use that music every week to basically signal what we what we like to call our political beating of the week okay 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 and my political beating of the week is actually not a pol is not a politician he's someone in the public guy but you know he he's not a politician he's a he's a musician if you may call him that i want to say some people call him a mu musician and i call him a little kid who should go to school and grow up more do you do you want to guess who it is or no I have no idea. Well, a, a lot of people like to say they got beaver fever about him, but really, it's just like, really, I'm just like, how old is this kid, 14, 15 years old? I think he's 16 now. I'm sorry, 16, ooh, wow, big kid, you know, like, before, like, wow, he can drive himself now, you know? And the reason that this whole entire political beating comes about is, you know, his whole entire, you know, basically, his premiere 
Justin Bieber, Never Say Never, a 3D film that pre premiered last week, woohoo, is one of the top movies in the United States. Where the, where the heck does that come from? He's uh, got his core demographic of girls between like 8 and 12 that just eat it up. But the thing about it, though, is, okay, number one, I heard this guy sing, you know, I'm, I'm not a fan of his at all. Basically, I YouTubed him and, like, you know, like, heard one of his songs. You don't have the fever, Will? No, I, I do not have the fever at all, no. You don't have the Bieber fever? No, I do not have Bieber fever at all, you know, no. Well, that's a travesty. It, it's, it's a big travesty, I know, you know, like, basically, I'm sorry. I, I think we just lost all 8 to 12-year-old female listeners we had, you know? No, because they know that I am a Bieberholic. I am a believer. You're a believer. You're a believer. I'm not. <laughs> but the thing about it, though, is like you know, I heard I heard one or two of his songs, and you know, basically, it, number one, I'm just like, wow. All he he's a he's a top listed singer because he he can repeat three words, you know, baby, 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 love. Don't forget the oh. Oh. Yeah, you can't forget that. That's, no, it's like, no. That makes the song, Will. Mm -hmm. That makes the song. That makes the song? I, 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 I can't believe that makes the song right there. Like, you know, if that's the case, then you know what? I should get out of radio business, and I should just, you know, basically just start singing two words back and forth. You know, well, yes, you. And well, there's the Nets top rating song. It's like, basically, you, you know, like, I, I may be young, but I remember growing up, you know, we had actually singers who, you know, put more than two two minutes into creating their song you know you know they basically you know they put heart and soul you know i remember that but not like the 16 15 year old one who basically he has a documentary how can you have a documentary when you were 16 years old and it'd be two hours long what what takes up two hours to tell about a 16 year old story there's a lot going on, man. No, no, there's not a lot going on, okay? I can understand if he was, like, a one-hit wonder. I can understand if, basically, you know, like, basically, you know, he had one or two hits right here. I can understand if he came from a family, you know, if he was, like, if they were, like, the Bieber Five, you know, like, the Jackson Five, and, you know, you had, like, other ones around, you know, maybe, you know, I can understand that. But, no, it's just this little kid from Canada sitting there singing three words. Oh, uh, I think we've cut to the chase of it now. What? You don't like Canadians. Oh, no, Canadians are cool with me, but, you know... It's just really like, you, you know, it's just really like this kid just came out of nowhere from Canada. Literally, out of nowhere. Yeah, he came, what do you mean by that, Bill? Just comparing Canada to nowhere. Canada, okay, no, we're not going to make fun of Canada now, because we really have Guatemalans upset at us. We're not going to have, we're not going to have Canucks mad at us, okay? They're a great society that, uh, they have, they're responsible for maple syrup. They're responsible for National Hockey League. They bring us. To, they bring us two great NBA teams. Vancouver, Washington. They bring us one. <laughs> and I think you forgot the only NBA team, which is Toronto. Yeah, I, I, for some reason I thought Vancouver was part of Canada. I'm sorry. Well, Vancouver is part of Canada, but they don't have a team anymore. Well, they don't. They haven't had a team for years. I, I always thought that they had a team. They used to. Okay, so I'm sorry. You they know. moved to Memphis. Why would you go from Canada? But anyways, okay, that's that's another political. That's next week's political beating, okay? But anyways, just to wrap up this political beating, Justin Bieber, 
I'm sorry. Let's throw him up on a list. Who is he up on a list with so far? Well, we have our great Lieutenant Governor Tim Murray. We have J.R. Paglini, Chief, Chief of Staff to the Mayor of Providence. We have Lincoln Chafee, the Governor of Rhode Island, on this political beaten wall. And Bill, how do you get removed from this wall, you may ask? How, Will? You come on to this show. So, hey, Justin Bieber, if you want to get removed with those other four, you know what? I will remove all of them at the same time if they all come into the show at the same time. For some reason, I don't see it happening. You do not see Justin Bieber, Tim Murray, J.R. Paglavini, and Governor Lincoln Chafee all coming into the program at the same time? Nope. That would be a great midst, though, don't you think? It'd be do we interesting. have enough for them? I'm sure we can find uh, some. Yeah, we, we got enough chairs. We can make it work. We, we can make it work. You know what? But you know what? And the other reason, but just to back up to this political beat, and the whole entire reason this all came b to be, besides seeing his movie Top Rank, Justin Bieber is starring in the NBA All-Star Game. You mean the Celebrity All-Star Game? It's still, he's starring in The weekend. He, uh, This kid is 16 years old. I can understand if he was like LeBron James at 16 years old. You know, like if he's some great bat. But you're going to have some little kid. How tall is he? Like 5'3", five, 5'4"? Five, how Not tall sure. is a 16 year old guy? Not sure, but if he deep hoofs the bangs, probably adds a couple inches. But no, it's like basically like, you know, here's this 16 year old kid coming from out of nowhere, and he's going to be like, and he's playing with Scottie Pippen, he's playing with from like all these crazy people. And really, I really just think that like, you know, they're going to draw him out there for a minute. He's going to like, you know, he's going to shoot the basket, you know, straight forward, and it's going to go over to the left and hit, like, some 80-year-old lady, and then after that, he's going to be out for the game. And that's when I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be happy when Justin Bieber is sitting on the bench, okay? You're an evil man. Why am I an evil man? You want to crush the dreams of a 16-year-old. Don't, you, know, don't you remember how hopeful you were at 16? Huh? Don't you remember how hopeful you were at 16? Well, I'm sorry. I wasn't a millionaire who had, like, you know, three or four hits, you know? But you know what? Like, just to wrap the show up, we have some great news coming up this week. President Obama is going to be announcing his budget tomorrow, so you can follow that on voting news. You can also follow basically the end of the of, of this game that's going on between the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. You can follow Randy Lutz. Randy's I, I love Randy because basically, you know, I'm 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 going to admit, you know, Randy makes me look bad because he puts out like 20 articles a day. Basically, I just really just think like he just sits there. At his keyboard, tied, you know, like handcuffed to it, and just keeps writing for Roadie News. He's a great guy, and we love Randy. Don't we love Randy? Of course we do. We love Randy. Wow, you sound a little loud over there. Like last week, Adam, you know, like he, like you sound like he was underneath a submarine, you know. We also next week we're gonna be covering, we're gonna be going going live from Washington D.C. covering up President Obama giving the Medal of Freedom to some great people. You have George Bush Sr., you have Yo-Yo Ma, Warren Buffett, Maya Angelou. So we're going to be live down there. We also have an exclusive interview with Maya Angelou that we're going to be bringing, bringing with you. Next week, next Sunday, which I am really proud about, we're going to be live from L.A. Even though, basically, next week I'm going to hate all of you because I have to wake up because early because of the time difference. But we're going to be live from L.A. for the NBA All-Star Weekend. We're going to have a great weekend out there, you know. It, we're basically just going to show the world and the, and the whole United States and the world and the, and the basketball community that the Boston Celtics are the key and that basically they are the next coming of Christ. <laughs> well, that's one way to end the show. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> because, come on, we have Doc Rivers out there. We have KG out there. We have, like, pretty soon, like, we're just going to send Lucky out there. 
Well, like Lucky the Leprechaun, the, the Celtics mascot, he might as well just be out there. And he he might as well be playing in in the NBA All Star game. But you know, we have a lot of great. Like you know, this last week it was a little slow because everyone was worrying about Egypt. You know, to be honest, when I thought of Egypt, I thought about like my sixth grade, you know, world history class and about you know the mummies and the pyramids. Because like you know, like that's really like what a lot of Americans know, and like that's pretty sad. But you know, like. I like this feel that this last week we learned a lot more about Egypt, you know? I'd say so. Like, you know, because, like, think about it. Like, we thought Egypt was just a nice, peace-loving country. We didn't know that they had, like, a, you know, like a kind of not-okay leader over there. We didn't, like, did you know about, but before last week, did you know about Hazmik, Hans, I'm sorry, Hansi Mubari? Mubarak? Yeah, Mubarak. Hey, barely. Barely, you know? you knew, All you knew was he was the president of Egypt. You didn't know how he treated Egypt, but you know, like that's like you know, it's nice that we get to learn a little bit more about the about other countries, you know. Like yeah. that's just a really sad thing about the United States because you know, when you look at it, you, you know, we worry more, more so much about us. You know, a lot of world countries know about you know about the United States. They know more about the United States government than most citizen seventh grade kids, you know. But like you know, like if you ask a kid, you know who's the leader of Finland, they'll be looking at you like, "Where's Finland on a map?" Yeah. Uh, you know, they'll be like, "Finland's not part of the United Kingdom." So like, it's basically like you know, it's really great like that. But you know what? We're gonna wrap things up, you know. And thank you for listening to Political Beat. This is Will Pierce. This is Bill Cabral. Tune in next week. And. And you want to say you need to wrap it up or not? You're good? This is all you. This is your show. No, no, this is our show. It's your show, man. Tune in next week. Bye. USA Radio News, I'm Jordan Hooker. President Barack Obama is due to submit his 2012 budget tomorrow, and he's promised it will balance spending on new initiatives with cuts in other programs. Among the programs expected to be trimmed are Pell Grants and other higher education programs. Administration officials say the budget plan calls for $100 billion in savings.